phase three. What is up, podcast people and soundtrack geniuses around the world? You are listening to The Soundcast, the official podcast of tracksounds.com. And this is episode 76, our discussion of the music of Marvel Phase 3. I'm your host, Christopher Coleman. And on the line with us today is a wonderful group of folks, some you know and some you may not know, at least not on The Soundcast. First off, Richard Buxton all the way in the UK, staying up late to talk Marvel movies. Richard, how you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Good, good, good to hear your voice. Um, and returning to the Soundcast for the 6th, 7th, 8th, or ninth time, which I cannot <laughs> remember, so I'm sure I'm right, in one of those numbers, um, is Kristen Romanelli, of course, Managing Editor of Film Score Monthly. Kristen, how are you? Hey, great. Thanks for having me back. It's always good to have you on. And we have two new guests at the same time. We don't want to blow everyone's mind, but we, uh, we're we doing something special tonight. It's kind of impromptu, but I think it's going to be a wonderful discussion. First off, we have Kristen Romanelli's husband, uh, David Kochemba, who is not only Kristen Romanelli's husband, which would be probably enough uh, of <laughs> criteria to get on the Soundcast, but no, even beyond that... He's an adjunct professor at Emerson College, and he's taught six years on deconstructing TV's Buffy, as in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and also a class on understanding the Weedon-esque. So David Kochemba, welcome to the Soundcast. Thank you very much. I'm excited to talk about all this. Yeah, man. We're, I'm really looking forward to you keeping us straight. And, and not getting things all screwed up, as we can tend to do. Um, and I just, just want to hear you and Kristen argue on the air. I think that would be, <laughs> that would be really awesome. Because we've never had a husband and wife on the Soundcast before, so <laughs> this could be really interesting. Um, and another special guest, who you probably have heard of, actually, uh, from the Sideshow Sound Radio Podcast, one Wendell Jones, who was also a composer in his own right. Wendell, welcome to the Soundcast. Hello there. So happy to be here. Well, we are excited to have you, and you are all the way in Mexico City. And we could tell that because of your accent. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> You're from North Mexico City, I think, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. And, um, of course, you're a composer and... Um, co-hosting the Sideshow Radio Podcast. How many, you guys have gone, how many episodes now? Well, for our main episodes, we will be uh, recording our 10th episode next week. Awesome. So, really, yeah, awesome we're podcast. absolute blast. Yeah, we can tell when we listen. It's, it's always fun. It's always fun. Um, well, what we're going to be talking about tonight, as I mentioned, is uh, the music of, the, of Marvel Phase 3. And if you're wondering what the heck am I talking about? Well, then you clearly are not someone who is connected to the internet because uh, on Tuesday of this week, 
uh, one Kevin Feige uh, had a little announcement to make and uh, rented out the El Capitan Theater in Los Angeles, invited a few friends and press people to come, and decided that they wanted to unveil the Phase 3 lineup for the Marvel Cinematic Universe going all the way through 2019. Uh, and so the internet blew up. I didn't know this was happening until my Twitter feed just started. It just literally caught on fire. And I was like, what's happening? And every single person that I follow um, seemed to be tweeting about it. And uh, some interesting conversation has sprung up as a result, not only about the movies themselves, endless speculation, um, endless fangasms, um, but also some interesting conversation about the potential of the film music for each of these movies. So uh, there was some good conversation happening on Twitter. I, I've been working on a blog post, actually, uh, on this very thing, um, just to kind of put some thought behind what I think would be some um, interesting choices for these films. And um, so to coincide with that, um, I wanted to have a little discussion with some folks. And so that's what we're going to do. And we're going to give our kind of reactions to the, the announcement as a whole, each of these films, and then share, you know, who we think is the most likely person to uh, to write the score, whatever our reasons might be. And, and then um, who we'd really like to see write the score Two could be two very different things. Um, so we're going to jump right in because there's a lot of movies uh, to talk about here. And um, for those who don't know what the films are, let me run through them quickly because someone uh, might not even know what I'm talking about. Um, so Marvel Phase 3, the movies that have been announced uh, to to comprise that phase is Captain America Civil War, which is coming in May of 2016. Doctor Strange, which is coming in November of 2016. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which was moved from, I think, July up to May of 2017. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, which is July, end of July of 2017. Uh, Black Panther, November 2017. Um, Captain Marvel, July of 2018. Inhumans, uh, November of 2018. And then the big Watusi was Avengers, the third Avengers film, Infinity Wars, part one and two. Part one coming in May of 2018. And then part two in May of 2019. That's a lot of freaking films. And... So that means there's a lot of freaking music coming our way. And so it's fun to think about who in the world might be doing these. Uh, so let's bring it right back up to the top. Start with Captain America Civil War coming in May of 2016. Um, David, are you excited about this? I mean, it, it sounds like you would like to see this potential storyline going somewhere else, but... It is coming to in some form, maybe not exactly to true to the to the to the comics. Um. Well, I think it's I, I think it's pretty smart. Um, films are driving Marvel's brand. Um, uh, just uh, I mean, the the role of the comic book fan now is as sort of the opinion shaper. Um, hmm. the, there, a typical comic run only has about fifty thousand buyers. 
Um, and so they're, they're, they're sort of important as grassroots marketers, as sort of communicating to broader audiences, uh, sort of the authenticity of storylines of character psychology and things like that, such as around, uh, Avengers or such as around, uh, Captain America to winter soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can definitely understand, um, uh, understand their, their desire to, uh, sort of keep this, uh, keep this streak going. I mean, uh, on the other hand, uh, films have such a high rate of failure, even summer blockbuster films, um, uh, whether it be because you have, I mean, they've also been critical successes uh, as far as uh, uh, blockbuster comic book movies go. I mean, these are not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think uh, I think Guardians of Galaxy, one of the, the surprises there was um, – uh, a lot of the critics were talking about how surprised they were that the the guys behind Troma um, were <laughs> sort of made this kind of a film, uh, mm-hmm. going from sort of exploitation cinema uh, to to sort of uh, honestly a rather sweet and uh, a rather sweet uh, film. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's I think for a while there there was a sort of a cottage industry of like when is this streak going to end? What's the film that's going to mm-hmm. going to break uh, going to break the the streak? Um, and, uh, that being such a surprise success, especially when it was released, um, uh, has had a lot of this. I tend to think Dr. Strange might be, uh, might be the next, uh, sort of real risky one, uh, yeah. simply because of the mix in of the, uh, fantasy and sci-fi don't go together well. Um, ironically, even though they're next to each other on the bookshelves, they mm-hmm. have very different, uh, sort of audiences within, within fandom. So I'll be very curious to see if, uh, if a, sort of a magic-based uh, superhero is really gonna gonna work uh, mm-hmm. in this way. Interesting. Yeah, you know what? And when I've heard people mention that before, and like, how are they gonna bring those two things together? But Thor kind of does that. I mean, they kind of do it very, you know, right on the head. It's like, ah, oh, what science to you, is, or what's what's magics to you is science to us. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, there's your bridge. You just like, oh, it's. These guys are smarter than we are, <laughs> and so and so it's science. Yeah. Um, although the fact that he's a he's, the fact that he's a incredibly incredibly gorgeous, and they have him take his shirt off a lot doesn't uh, doesn't hurt things at all. Uh, well, science and magic and porn. <laughs> it's all the big the big three. The big three. So yeah, <laughs> and I think as well. I mean, um, uh, this uh, magic. Uh, I think magic is uh, sort of another part of it. Um, the the stuff that. Sorry, our cat is trying to eat one of the earplugs here. Um, oh, that's okay. <laughs> but, but you know what? You can hold, hold the Doctor Strange as we come to that. Um, and let me just say this too. Uh, I'm sure there's varying degrees of knowledge of this whole comic book world, one of of which I'm very, very not an expert um, or know very much. I know some things, but we'll try to keep it light on the spoilers for anyone listening. You know, there things that have been talked about openly by Feige or whomever, you know, it's fair, fair game. Um, but kind of ex- expanding into what these are, go- what these movies are going to contain plot wise. Uh, let's try to tread away from that. Um, uh, if we can, uh, I meant to say that earlier, uh, because there's a, you know, this is, this is an ocean of spoilers. If, um, if you're well, we well versed in the comic book world. Um, but and let me also say this about David—he's not—he's not the 
same level of film music fanatic, let's say, as his wife, Kristen, is. So he's going to be representing a little bit different spot for us. So I'm going to be interested to get his opinion on even if he even cares about who scores these things. But he may not necessarily chime in on each one of these titles to say, I think John Williams is going to score Doctor Strange. Um, he, he may not chime in on those. Um, but that would be a very bold prediction if he <laughs> if he did say something like that. Um, but let me move over to you, Kristen. Um, give us your, give me your reaction to the movie, and who do you think is the most likely person to score this film uh, on a realistic, as real as you can make it, based on some kind of rationale? Uh, yeah, uh, I tend to. I, I speaking of the spoilers, uh, I tend to avoid uh, spoilers like the plague. Like I went to see the artist, not knowing it was a silent film. Um, give you some sense of this. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I don't even know if that's a spoiler. That's just like not knowing <laughs> what's going on. That's that's good though. Uh, honestly, like uh, I can tell you, my students would be really psyched if Hans Zimmer uh, did uh, did uh, did one of these um, uh, at Emerson College. The students really seem to sort of respond to him. They sort of uh, sort of look at him as. Uh, uh, as sort of the the gold standard around this, I know, uh, I know that's that's not necessarily uh, sort of an uh, an uncontroversial opinion, but that seems to be what my students uh, like about uh, about around this. Okay. Um, he seems to be um, uh, sort of the bringer of war. That's for that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Kristen? Uh, he's goading me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why I went to you. I know how much you love Hans Zimmer. Yeah, um, yeah. I still, I, I still have hopes that the film will come that I will like. Um, <laughs> but I do think that one of his proteges is going to be the guy again for mm-hmm. Captain America, and that's going to be Henry Jackman. Um, as much as I would love Mr. Sylvester to come back. Um, it's probably almost definitely going to be Henry Jackman. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. And I'm quite happy for that. Myself. Um, <laughs> but Civil War, um, I just need to get this in. <laughs> okay, here's your chance. I knew it. <laughs> On the soundcast, I said it would happen. On my blog, I said it would happen. Right after the movie, I told David it would happen. Civil War. <laughs> And what gave you what what in Captain America Winter Soldier gave you that inclination? So many things. Okay. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so um the general attitude of Steve uh turning from Wait, wait spoilers for Winter Soldier, go ahead. Oh yes, spoilers Winter Soldier. But every, it's on like Blu ray right now, everyone but should see it. Still, you know, there's people. There's but folks. But it's November. <laughs> there's fo- it's there's not people. November. It will be November by the time this comes out. It's not streaming. Hey, you have no so confidence in me. Yeah, okay. what? It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Why? If it's not streaming, it doesn't count for some. Reason. Oh, I see. <laughs> right. That will become a thing. Um. <laughs> um, okay. So Steve's general uh, demeanor from being uber patriotic to sort of. Uh, thinking critically about the role of shields and how much they either helped or damage uh, uh, the world, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and shields coming apart and the 
hints of Stark's uh, Stark becoming involved with Shield. Um, okay, and that is kind of what tipped me off to that. Okay, and you did. It's it is recorded in I think episode seventy three. <laughs> And I doubted you. I was like, well, I don't remember you talking about nothing I about that. I hunted it down and yeah, listened you did. to the whole thing until <laughs> At about... like the one hour and five minute mark, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you did call it. Okay. Uh, Wendell Jones, what are you thinking about this movie? What do you feel about it? And who do you think will most likely score it? Well, I mean, first of all, I'm, again, I mean, I'm not really surprised that they've chosen this. Um, yeah. But as David mentioned, I think, I mean, it's definitely going to be a long one. I am surprised that they're not doing this at least as a two-parter. Mm. And I mean, a TV series would be uh, would be fantastic. But um, as far as composers go, I, I like yourself, I do think that Henry Jackman is, uh, is going to be the one that comes back. But um, as much as I did love his his score to the last film, I uh, I want my Sylvester. I want my Sylvester back. <laughs> yeah, he's not coming back, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely not going to come back. To unless me. they have a long, unless it's a flashback to the forties, <laughs> he, he's not right. coming back. <laughs> but I can understand the desire for it for sure, for sure. Um, I I wonder if it's the last time we've heard. Silvestri's theme was at the at the beginning of Winter Soldier. I wonder if we'll ever hear that again. It seems to be a running, um, uh, not to use the word again, a running theme through the the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. That the themes aren't necessarily brought back, and I, I mean I can definitely understand it with the uh, change in styles for Captain America between the the first two films. Yeah. Um, but as someone who you know really appreciates. Um, development and you know recapitulation of themes and all that kind of stuff um i do kind of miss it so if moving forward we could have um more of the same composers attached to the the, the same characters i would definitely definitely appreciate that but uh, but i mean i really don't mind it because uh, i've been really impressed with uh, with all the scores so far okay well awesome uh, what about you richard uh yeah i think i think winter soldier was the best Marvel film so far. Um, I liked it as a self-contained movie rather than for its links because I had no oh. idea what Civil War was until I saw so the Christian spreadsheet. Brought it up. Yeah, so <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. But um, so I get yeah, if it continues in the same vein, or is, is it, if it's as good, then it should be great. And who do you think will score it? Well, it's got to be Henry Jackman, I guess. I mean, I would prefer Zimmer than since you mentioned him. <laughs> I prefer him to Henry Jackman but I didn't dislike it like everybody else did I like the non-Winter Soldier theme the mm-hmm. themes um, Taking a Stand I thought that was a great track uh, yeah. and the end credits suite I thought that was really good yeah I yeah, should yeah. put that on the release but oh true in true. yeah yeah most yeah most did not did not seem to care for that score I I, I did quite a bit actually um and yeah, so I'm in agreement there. You know, I would, I, I hope that it has the tone of Winter Soldier. I hope they keep that tone, and and I assume, I'm assuming the Civil War storyline, if it is the the same as the comic book was and what I know of it, I hope that it can maintain that kind of political thriller ish um, tone. And if so, 
I wouldn't mind John Debney coming back in, into the Marvel universe and doing something. Um, you know, his kind of a, most of his recent scores have been really very super modern, heavy on electronics. You know, he hasn't gotten to do um, his, his most memorable stuff of late, but um, something like this might give him a palette to where he could stretch his symphonic legs as well as his electronic uh, his prowess with electronics I, I guess um, so I would just like to see John Debney come back into the Marvel fold um, even though I wasn't really thrilled with his score for Iron Man 2 um, I would like to see him you know get a shot and I think this might be an interesting uh, would be an interesting story for him to tackle and, and, and also as we go through these you know we could we could probably pick five names and it'd say, yeah, I'd like to see or, <laughs> uh, this composer, one, two, three, four, five, do any of these movies. And so, you know, and it, maybe they are the most realistic choices, but hopefully we can, we can dive deeper into the, into the library of composers uh, that's out there and bring some of those guys and gals into the light. All right, so let's move on then to Doctor Strange, which comes out in November of 2016. Um, when I'll start with you, I think you mentioned a little bit about that film already when your attachment to it and, and all of that. So let us know your reaction there. Who do you think is going to score it and who would you like to see? And you can list multiple names if you like. Yes, I mean, this this is definitely the one I'm, I'm most excited about. Um, as far as composers go, I think it's more than likely that Christopher Young will be attached to this. Um Really, but, why do you think that? Well, just because of his, um, I do, first of all, like I think he's definitely got the vibe for the kind of uh, sty style. I think that this this film will be. Um, again, that's relying on what I think the film will be, and of course, it, it never is with Marvel. True. But, um, still. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, but yeah, still. I mean, and I, I just wish that Christopher Young would score um more of the films i watch i'll say that <laughs> yeah uh yeah i agree i mean i i think he would be the best choice assuming the movie is what we think it would be but i i don't think they would pick him because they never do <laughs> which is a shame yeah i'm i'm guess i'm being a little too optimistic but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i, I mean i, I would uh, i would like to see to see him score it um and also if again it's the style that i that i'm thinking it will be uh danny elfman would certainly be a, a good pick um for that character um and i always i always enjoy danny elfman's um superhero work you know whatever it is um batman spider-man um, so uh, and then and then finally, um, just because he's like the king of darkness to me, uh, <laughs> Elliot Goldenthal, he is um, oh yeah, you know one of my top three uh, absolute favorite film composers. So um, and and again, I think he, he like Christopher Young would be uh, would be a really good fit. Absolutely, uh, he would be phenomenal, no matter what he got attached to. Great, yes. great, great, um, Richard. Give us your reactions and score uh, thoughts. Um, I don't really know anything about the character. The only Doctor I know is Doctor Doom, and I have no interest <laughs> in the Fantastic Four. But, um, what kind of character is he, anyway? Is he like 
would like to tragic. would like to give him some a quick rundown on Doctor Strange. Kristen, David, Wendell. Uh, I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for David's voice. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, by, I'm by no means an expert. Um, there's there's a lot of alternate versions of him as well. Um, the, the classical version is basically a, a very sort of egotistical, selfish doctor who uh, gets into a car accident that ruins his hands. Um, he sort of goes on a sort of a quest to sort of bring back his normalcy but instead um sort of has a, a batman begins experience in the himalayas um sort of uh sort of uh, gets training uh in mysticism and magic and uh, things like that and um uh, sort of eventually sort of the good within is uh, sort of uh, brought forward rather than the badass within mm-hmm. i've always liked um neil gaiman's take on the character from marvel 1602 where um everyone's coming to america at 1602 and he's the court physician and magician to queen elizabeth the first but i know i'm not going to get that <laughs> that would be pretty amazing <laughs> if they somehow worked that in there <laughs> well that was a lot more than i knew so there you go richard yeah um uh, well i kind of thought i had an idea based on people saying christopher young and i thought i saw someone confirm that it was no him, way really that's what i thought a couple of days ago that's why i put it but um wow i'd be shocked if they had him this early i guess it's possible and i would be quite the happy person i've never really connected with his scores i don't really know why priest was good um otherwise i can't think of one i really love and i was listening to sorry i was just gonna say he just he can i can't i keep forgetting the name of the score he did last year that was just the most bizarre thing was it sinister? It's the really, most bizarre really thing I've thing. ever heard in my life. Well, I guess in and that case, maybe. Yeah, I mean, just something fresh, something you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just know he could handle it. He could go dark and epic and huge if he wanted, or he could just go like, "I'm gonna freak these people out," you know. Um, yeah, I was listening to um, Daybreakers when I was uh-huh. filling this in, so I thought this recording maybe. I think that's a pretty oh. underrated score. Yeah. So it's, it's quite kind of a dark, dark theme to the movie. That's a good call. Yeah. That's a good call, yeah. And he doesn't I really do that he much. he did that score. So. Yeah. I forgot he did that score completely. Huh. Good call on that one. Christopher Gordon. Okay. All right. Um, uh, David, what about you? Do you have any anyone that, um, composer you would even care to, or does it not matter or what? Uh... For me, it's less a case of. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm not sure who would, uh, what name would would fit this description. Okay, uh, I mean, what type of score? Huh? But given that he's supposed to be like this sort of sorcerer supreme, like the embodiment of uh, sort of all sort of uh, sort of divine magics, I'd be really interested in a much more experimental score. I was drawing mm-hmm. on found sound and transforming it in sort of really interesting ways. I don't know mm. if there's someone who's really noted for that, but that would be what I would be curious to Nathan, Nathan Nathan Johnson. Yeah, that's your man. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for. All right, that's, 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 that's my selection. That's Nathan Johnson. Okay, Nathan. <laughs> mark it down, everybody. If it happens, I'll be really freaked out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, uh, Kristen? Your reaction and score thoughts. Okay, well, while Christopher Young 
would certainly be the first thought as he is Scott Derrickson's uh, usual guy. Um, Scott Derrickson is uh, the director attached to the movie right. yeah. who also did Sinister and, you know, a bunch I of did, You know what? I did not make that connection. Ah. <laughs> so he, he is uh, Scott Derrickson's guy, Christopher Young. Okay. However, if you log into FSM online and look at our assignments board, you will see that James Newton Howard has been uh, attached to this movie. Um, oh. So, and those those come through pretty official. Um, huh. However, um, I've seen Marvel movies. Kind of, um, David, you're on. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is either someone's getting a drink or someone's going to the bathroom? The <laughs> he was getting water from the kitchen. That's why I didn't ask. It's like, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> it, was, okay. it was very nice Foley work. <laughs> okay, anyway, this, and I've seen this happen, especially with Marvel films on our assignments board. Those sometimes move around. So mm. it may not be solid, but mm. right now it looks like James Newton Howard is attached to it. Um, Very interesting. Which, you know, I'm not opposed to. I love James Newton Howard. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, however, for Doctor Strange, I would really think Christopher Young would be, you know, makes sense. That guy. Um, I loved the suggestion of Danny Elfman. Um, mm-hmm. I'm ready for another Danny Elfman superhero score. I'm also mm-hmm. ready for another Elliot Goldenthal movie score. <laughs> mm hmm. Of uh, any type. Of any type. But his, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, he does some of that experimental stuff that, you know, David was true. was kind of uh, talking about. That's um, true. And he works on this really wicked cerebral level. So. Wicked cerebral. It, That's it Doctor be, Strange, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think... For whatever reasons, I think Marco Beltrami, uh, some point in this thing, is going to get one of these gigs. Um, he's got some Marvel connection because Blade is Marvel, is it not? Isn't that a Marvel property? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was. I, and the, the guy does seems like he does five to seven scores a year. He's so busy. It's just like it's inevitable that this man's gonna he's gonna get in there somewhere. Um, and this, you know, he's he's got he's done his fair share of horror type of projects, and so I could see him um, connecting and, and doing something there. Um, will it excite me the most? I don't know. No, I think Christopher Young might still be at the top, or uh, Roque Banos. I mean, I think he would knock that score out of the park, presuming that it was the type of film that we're, we're thinking of. Um, uh, I think he would he make a very interesting uh, composer choice for for that film. Um, anyone else like Roque Banos's work? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Eagle Dead was very cool, very very cool. Yeah, I think he I think he'd be he's doing that um, film with Thor, but not Thor. In the heart the, of the sea, which yeah, also has that... Benjamin Walker, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter in it. <laughs> oh man, too much crossover, too much universe crossover um i'm really interested to see what he does with the film about moby dick that could be pretty 
pretty insane. All right, well, let's move on to Ga Guardians of the Galaxy 2, May of 2017. Um, I'll just say that I'm pretty hyped for this. I really, really enjoyed the first film quite a bit. Probably my favorite film from the summer. Um, not probably. Well, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a toughie. Um, really enjoyed it. I do think Tyler Bates will be back. Um, I just think I think he did a solid, solid, solid job. Probably his best score uh, or mo or most embraceable score uh, for a major film that he's done. So I can see him coming back and you know uh, continuing where he left off. But I would love, love to see Don Davis come back and do something. Um, I would just I could see him moving uh moving that moving, moving the music of that film along and maturing it a bit um i just think he would be a great uh, a great option also um elon Ashkari, i think he could probably do something with it it'd be uh, it'd be great to see him back into the into the a-list mix and dario marinelli mostly on the strength of v for vendetta and the box trolls which probably the most surprisingly good score of, of the year, in my opinion, is the Box Trolls. Um, I think he could he could really add some uh, weight, but a very distinctive voice to that franchise. It would it would look weird to see Guardians of the Galaxy two original score by Dario Marinelli. It would just look weird, but but what he did for for Box Trolls was 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 fantastic. I thought. Um, so that's my thoughts there. Um, Kristen, what about you? I love the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I think I'm more excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 than I am for Age of Ultron. Wow. Like Blasphemer. <laughs> I might have to agree with you, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of an outlier on this, but that was just such a joyful, uncynical film. I really yes. needed it. Yes, and yes. I want more. I want more yes. now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an animated series coming, so there you go. I know, I'm so excited. And it looks good. It actually, like, the animation's, like, beautiful to look at. It's like, wow, someone actually spent time. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, okay. um, it's James Gunn again, so it's going to be Tyler Bates again. There's really no question about it. So, um, and I'm happy with that. He did a really good job. It was the best Tyler Bates score I've heard. Um, mm -hmm. I think this is very good for him, and I think mm -hmm. it's good for his development as a composer, and I want to encourage that. Mm-hmm. Hear, hear. Um, and what does David say? Well, um, I hate to go against reality, but I'm a film <laughs> studies professor, so I do that all the time. Uh, uh, I would oh, whoever did uh, Wreck It Ralph. Uh, that's who I want for Michael uh, Giacchino. Yeah, uh, that's who I want. No, Michael Giacchino. No, Henry Jackman. Uh, oh, you're right. Uh, you're right. Sorry, Henry Jackman. It, it was. Just, I mean, like, uh, I think it's the next step from that mixtape aesthetic that they had for that is to actually. I, I want to hear these characters sing. I want to make this the first, super, the second oh, superhero man. musical. Maybe it's a little too Doctor Horrible inside joke of me. Oh but. man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, lucky for you, Henry Jackman is a Marvel composer, so you may get your wish. It's not likely, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want that. 
<laughs> That's not something I want. I don't want them to sing. I can't go with you there, David. No. Oh, I but, like... but the movie ended with a dance-off, so why not? <laughs> well, I can deal with 15 seconds of dancing versus a musical. I don't want that. Please, no, God, no. <laughs> um, but we shall see. We shall see. Zoe Saldana sang for Book of Life, so. I'm sure they all are very talented, but <laughs> don't bring that up in here. <laughs> I mean, really, who doesn't want to see a, a mixed martial arts uh, fighter sing? I mean, that's, that's, that's worth gold right there. I'm just glad we got acting out of them and pretty convincing for the character he was playing. I, I wasn't put off by him and actually kind of liked him. Okay. So let's not push it. <laughs> let's not go. Let's not try to ask him to sing. That might be too much. And the whole thing implodes. Um, uh, who are we? Uh, Richard, what about you? What are you thinking for Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Uh, I still haven't seen the first one. Dear God. Apparently I'm the only person. But, uh, yes, you are. You I have you can have it. no just, opinion there. I just forgot. I don't know how it happened. But... I just forgot. <laughs> it's true. I, I don't know how it I, I didn't know it. there was an announcement of Phase 3, no, and I just forgot about Guardians. It disappeared from the cinema, <laughs> so it's not my fault, really. Wait, it's still playing here. How is it not still well, playing there? I don't know. It's UK. It's a stupid place, you know. And it comes out on whatever. It well, comes out on in December. I don't know where it is. Maybe it's, it's in like Central, like Leicester Square. Then I have to pay like 20 pounds oh, just to watch well. it. <laughs> it's um, worth 20 pounds, man. Yeah. Well, um, I'll, I'll check it out. If it is, but, it's still available. Yeah, I would see it. Anyway, okay. Oh, so yeah, yeah, um, you heard the score. Yes, I like, score. I like it. Uh and I would like to see Tyler Bates continue to rise as he is. Um, that said, the theme wasn't quite as satisfying as I hoped, which is why I put alongside the ones I want, I wanted Tyler Bates and then John Powell and Drew Lockington, because I think they could do something good mm. with okay. that kind of theme. Because I don't think it's developed enough. It kind of yeah. begins and then ends really before it gets going. So Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, Kristen, did you share who you wanted to to do it, or no? Or you want you wanted him to do it too, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I okay. I, compl I completely back Tyler Bates on this. Okay, all right, very good. It, it's just a statement that I've never heard before <laughs> from anybody <laughs> about Tyler Bates. I am on, all uh, about development of the composer, and I think this is a very good thing for him, career wise and personally as a composer. I I don't. I think most fans ever really think about it or care about the composer as much as you just expressed right there. It's just like, I want who I want. I don't care who's, who it's going to be better for or advance their career. Well, I, I think I look at these uh, a lot of the time very objectively because, you know, I talk with these guys and sure. I try to make a point to really get into their heads about it and, you know, try to think about how they approach it and, you know, get them to think about how they approach things and why they do things certain ways rather than just being a music machine. Um, yeah. So I like to look at things that way. Sure. That's, that's good. It's a little sad that, you know, he, he, he does this great score, great in my opinion, um, but it's completely overshadowed by the mixtape segment of it, which is phenomenal. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's one really of the good. best... It's one of the best combinations of score and, you know, pop compilations within a film. 
um, that that I can think of. I mean, I can, there's a few others, but it's just really, really effective. But it's kind of sad that he gets eclipsed. A really good thing to do is to take the entire deluxe edition and put it in chronological order. Both oh. pop songs and score, and you stick in the Marvel fanfare, and they're at track three, and listen to that because it's great. It's like an what? instant pick me up, and it's like you're watching the movie. Wait, why? Oh, is that where is that where the fanfare comes in at at where track three would be? Yep. Okay, interesting. Okay. The the fanfare is slightly different though, so but it's not, it's we not make the do. same one they use. <laughs> <laughs> we have what we have. Um, I, well, I won't bring it up. Um, Wendell, what about you? What are you thinking about Guardian Galaxy 2? Yeah, when I saw it at the cinema, I, was, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely oh. loved it. It was fantastic. I, uh, I went in with uh, high expectations and they were met. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. uh, it was absolutely fantastic. And I really haven't felt that giddy and excited about a film in, in a long while. So, uh, yeah. I was very, very happy with it. And, um, yes, if this, sequel is as good as the last film then i'll be uh i'll be very pleased um and again to reiterate what what kristen said um it would be fantastic if tiger Bates came back i think it would um i think he's he's, he was very good at serving the film in the last one um Mm -hmm. i think at times that i think there's definitely some memorable uh music in there of course but um at times, it was definitely serving as more um, background music. You, you know, mm-hmm. I, I could tell he was really um, uh, kind of concentrating uh, on the film rather than just uh, going to town, going to town mm-hmm. on the score. Which, of course, might be very easy to, easy to do for um, someone who's not, um, you know, a, a, a top A-list composer, say. Right. Um, but yes, I, I would like to hear um, a development of the. Uh, of the last score and and I, I think that it's not necessarily um, his first Guardians of the Galaxy score was not necessarily an outstanding score it was certainly a good score but I think where it really worked was that he was just a very good fit for that film um, which going into it I have to say I wasn't really thinking that at all. I was thinking quite the opposite, in fact. Sure. So, um, so everything, everything about that film, I, uh, I absolutely love, and, and, and the score included. And yes, I hope Tyler Bates comes back for for more. Awesome. You know, it's just great to hear Tyler Bates get love <laughs> because, he, <laughs> what, and on most of all of our episodes, and whenever he comes up, it's just like, oh God, Tyler Bates. Oh, yeah. It's just no one likes what he does. And I'm kind of like I'm just holding out hope. One day he's gonna come out with something, and this is this was it, at least in my opinion. And I ho- and I agree with you guys. I hope it continues. Um, I wish his villain villain theme had been a little bit more. I guess it was more. They cut it back, and which Marvel doesn't do that great with villains. Maybe David, you have a reason as to why that is. Their their villains are not very strong, other than Loki, which is kind of more anti hero ish. Um, why is that? Why are their villains kind of lame? Well, their best villain is in X Men. <laughs> I think is uh, is the first answer. Yes. I mean, Magneto is, in... is not available. Oh, <laughs> but well, he's kind of anti-heroish too, isn't he? Yeah, 
um, the villain with a legitimate grudge, the villain who thinks he's a, a hero, um, is is always one of the best uh, sort of most interesting yeah. uh, sort of villain archetypes. Um, I think with Avengers, it's particularly hard as well because when you have that team up, you end up having either a counter team up or you have some some sort of impossible extra stellar ob- obstacle, which is uh, very difficult difficult to sort of bring down a sort of human characteristics i mean like in avengers uh, great great action sequences but i mean mm-hmm. it's all against mooks mostly except for true. who gets beat up five six times so which is wonderful <laughs> uh i think i think that's a part of it and i think civil war um may change that um mm. by sort of mm. making sort of heroes uh, more complicated and in some people's perspectives even villains mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i uh, yeah it's just kind of sad that, you know, in Thor, um, what was the last one called? Thor, Thor, the Dark, the last World. Thor? The dark, the dark World. World, yeah, World, yeah. that and, um, and even Guardians, you know, the villains were not that great. Um, and, you know, so they weren't written that well, in my opinion, mm-hmm. not very strong. And the music that accompanied them, especially in Thor, the Dark World, I don't, I, whatever was written for for the elf dude can't couldn't tell you a thing about his motif or anything right at this moment um and, and that's kind of sad you know and, and it, you know we're building up towards uh, avengers the in, in infinity war and thanos i mean i mean come on and well in fact i think he i think tyler bates did have a little ditty for thanos in guardians of the galaxy uh when he was when he was on screen for those few seconds um but it's got to be a heck of a lot more than that for for Thanos for crying out loud. You can't you can't go thin there. Um, so I think a lot of this as well is that um, the people who made it who are making up this uh, Avengers team were not. I mean, Captain America was sort of uh, was sort of the the highlighter of this, but I mean. Iron Man was, and Thor in particular, were not sort of particularly sort of A-list uh, heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have the Fantastic Four because that's owned by somebody else. You don't have Spider-Man because mm-hmm. that's been sold off. You don't have mm-hmm. X-Men. So, I mean, like, I, I when you when you have the, the property sold off, I mean, with Spider-Man in particular, you lose a half dozen really good villains. Mm, true. True. But even they found a way to mess those guys up. <laughs> it's, something's just wrong. True, you can't yeah. write villains very well. It's like, hello, this stuff should write itself, but clearly not. Um, but that's but that's true. Very good point. Um, well, speaking of Thor, did everyone go on Guardians? I think they did. Uh, I didn't want to miss anyone. Um, then we'll move on to Thor Ragnarok. Uh, July of 2017. Wendell, what do you think about uh, the old Ragnarok? That name, that word alone, sounds really, really epic. So I will be interested to know what they do with it, considering that Infinity War is coming up. Yeah. Um, As far as comic characters go, I'm more familiar with uh, Thor um particularly Walt Simonson's run so he's a character that I'm very invested in but mm. in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe constantly disappointed mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but in terms of scores I 
definitely loved um, the Dark World score more than most, I think. Um, but perhaps that's more to do with me so being so disappointed with the film that I'm just, um, you know, <laughs> looking for something, <laughs> grasping at straws. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. And as far as a, um, as far as uh, Patrick Dole's score for the, for the first film, um, that I definitely loved, but I, I felt at the time that it had this um, slightly, um, in terms of the theme, it had this slightly positive vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it did. It, I yeah. mean, it was definitely uh, celebratory. It was very royal and regal, and it had all regal, those elements, yes. all those elements going for it. But yeah. um, it, it just sounded slightly too happy, and I felt that um, mm. Brian Tyler kind of brought the the darkness and scale to it. So a yeah. combination of those two would be fantastic for the third film, and I think that someone that could definitely bring. Uh, that quality to it would be um, a composer who's composed uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe before, and that composer is Craig Armstrong. Um, Yay! Because his incredible Hulk score was fantastic. That's still my favourite Marvel score. Oh, really? Your favourite? Wow. I think just because he managed to bring uh, all the muscle of the Hulk, but he still had those emotional elements. um, Yes that really helped uh, score the um, kind of mindset of Bruce Banner as well. Um, yeah. And, and, and uh, I really, really rate Craig Armstrong in all of his work, but um, I think in, in terms of the in terms of the other Marvel Phase 1 scores, I always think that he um, definitely uh, delivered uh, more than I was expecting, whereas all the other composers delivered less, and perhaps because mm. he isn't an A-list composer. Mm-hmm. Um then I uh, definitely give him, you know, more, more kudos for that. Whereas I think the others were. Uh, I mean, maybe it's just because they're, they're used to scoring big films uh, yeah. like this. And Craig Armstrong, I know he's done like you know World Trade Center, with Orange, but but not necessarily big, you know, Hollywood uh, blockbusters per se. Um, yeah. So I definitely think he brought a lot to the table, and um, uh, I, I think that in part that was probably due to the. Uh, creative freedom that the, that the director yes. gave him um, Terry, but yeah, yeah. still he's still delivered and I like I, like I mentioned I think he can bring the, the best elements of time with the score and the best elements of the score and give us something uh, truly special but uh, having said that I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, if they went back to, to Brian Tyler yeah I, I agree with that I think Brian Tyler will be back um, I enjoyed his score um, quite a bit upon viewing it and then later you know, when I rewatched it, the movie didn't hold up at all. And I was like, "Wow, this movie's not very good. <laughs> not very good." <laughs> Aesthetically, it was it looked it looked great, but it was just oh my gosh. Um, my my feeling was if you could have combined kind of the writing uh, of the first, but had the aesthetics and the budget. Well, apparently the budgets were similar, but they put the budget to much better use in the second one. It looked phenomenal, but it was just kind of soulless. And if they could take kind of the heart of the first one and put that into the second one, you'd have a pretty good film, I think. Um, and, and I think Brian Tyler, what he would do within that world would work, you know, pretty good. Um, so I agree with you. And I, I love Craig Armstrong as a as a as a pick. He I love his I love his motif for the Hulk himself. I mean, so simple and primal. It's like that. That's him. Yes. That yes. that motif should have been brought along into the Avengers and everywhere else. 
because it was just it was perfect exactly and to have uh, a character with uh, you know kind of a, a dual psyche and, and try and and score to that and, and deliver on both he did yeah. such a phenomenal job yeah yes i agree I would like to inject Klaus Badaltz, which I don't know where he's gone. I know he's done a gazillion small movies, but I sure would like to see him come back to a to an A-list film. And I think he could really do Asgard for some reason. Maybe it's his name. It just seems like Klaus Badalt, Thor Ragnarok. It just feels like it should happen. <laughs> it just goes together. Um, and I miss him. Gosh, I think he, he some of his scores, his big scores were were phenomenal. Anyone hear The Promise? It was a Chinese film uh, that he scored. It's really good. It's best. best yeah, it's fantastic. If you can ever find that score, The Promise by Klaus Bedell, it is phenomenal. Um, wouldn't work for Thor, but it's, unless Thor was Chinese, um, it's phenomenal. Um, I do think James Newton Howard could do Thor. He seems like he could fit well there, too. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, David, what do you think about Thor Ragnarok? Oh, wait, Ragnarok, it's got to be Ramin Javadi, doesn't it? Doesn't that sound like Ramin Javadi? Ragnarok guitar? <laughs> no? Come on. You could bring back the guitar from Iron Man, Tom Morello. <laughs> Come on. No? Okay. All right. I, they got to do something with it. Make it rock. Uh, it's in terms of a composer. Um, I don't know. Is, is Wagner dead? <laughs> <laughs> we can bring him back. Uh, I mean, like, it, I feel like also, uh, if we're going to sort of emphasize like the, the apocalypse myth of, uh, of the Vikings, I really feel like we need to have some death metal in here. Um, See? There's actually, according to Wikipedia, symphonic black metal. Um, so uh, we, this could actually work. They have cellos and everything. But the means of Adi. We're on the same page. Maybe. We're, we're, we're going for something a little different. It would be, be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kristen, what about you? Okay. Um, quick note about James Newton Howard update because I've been researching this. Um, so that... You mean right now as we've been recording? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Multitasker. Okay. I am. Um, so for um, Doctor Strange, the first time that assignment listing came out was July 2011. So I think this is an error and Christopher Young is back at the top of my list. For what was Doctor Strange? Oh, for Doctor Strange. Yes. Okay. Okay. So digression over. So now he's free to do Thor. (laughs) He is. Um, (laughs) However, I would like to clear up the misconception that this is Ragnarok, the apocalypse. This is Ragnarok, the character, most likely. And this. Oh, there's a character called Ragnarok. And this follows directly out of the Civil War storyline. So you can't call it Thor. You can't have two names. Well, I guess I had the Winter Soldier, Mm. but that's. You can't have mm. it. Thor Loki. Mm. Nope. And they Thor, they are both related or, to robots too. So <laughs> Oh, so it's it's a created being? Please, oh, please don't mention that. <laughs> how, how 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 much can I spoil on this? I can, don't know can if I, I tell even you, want to know. Can I tell you who Ragnarok is? 
Do I have to no. leave the room for this part of this interview? <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't tell me, because uh, I'm, I'm already disappointed, thinking that it was actually the end of the world. <laughs> was, yeah, was... no, they, they could surprise me and do that, but if they're coming out of Civil War, it's probably going to be this character's arc. Um, Man, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Ramin Javadi needs to do Ragnarok's theme. No, whether he's a person or whether it's an uh-uh. event, it's got to be. Brian Tyler. Put me down. It's going to be Brian Tyler. This is going to be (laughs) one of the tentpole films of phase three. So it's probably almost definitely going to be Brian Tyler again. Wait, you said it's coming directly after. It's coming directly after Guardians. No, no. The storyline comes out of Civil War. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. Oh, Civil War, I, this... I can't tell you why without just like blowing yeah, stuff. Don't, don't do it. Don't don't do it. Or we will have Ragnarok <laughs> on this podcast. Um, but wait, because Civil War, without spoiling anything, it's supposed to shake up everything. Am I right? It's supposed to be a super big deal. It is a super big deal. And I swear, they're, they are going to shake up licenses to make this happening. Those rumors about, about Marvel speaking with Sony... That's over yeah. Spider-Man because you need Spider-Man. Right. So, right. yeah. So how about Thor Spider-Man, but not Thor right, Ragnarok? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want that to be a person. But okay, and, yeah. I'm sorry, right. it's it's a well, it's technically not a person. <laughs> well, uh, something other than a, a cosmic, cosmic climactic cosmic event, cosmic <laughs> robot. <laughs> Without spoiling things, I can say, like, in terms of the Civil War narrative, um, if you're like me uh, and we're a little uncomfortable in Avengers and especially Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 1, uh, Season 1, basically rooting for the NSA, um, that's, <laughs> like, this is the series for you. Like, uh, Civil okay. War is all about that that feeling of kind of discomfort at the politics of this. I mean, Joss Whedon referred to um, Avengers as um, sort of grappling with a fascist aesthetic. So, I mean, mm. he's aware of uh, of this, even in uh, even in his signature blockbuster movie. Mm, okay. Okay. We share the same opinion on Shield. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's going to be Brian Tyler scoring Thor Ragnarok. Almost definitely. I would yeah. rather have it be Carter Burwell. I want him, what? I want him to have his Marvel movie. He was why he was supposed to have Thor: The Dark World, and he got sacked. And I want to yeah have why? Him. exactly. Why do you think they sacked him? Um, when I spoke to him, he said that it was because when they sacked the director, they sacked the entire post production team, and he mm-hmm. went along with them. Hmm. So okay. basically, they fired everybody and decided to go in a completely different direction. So what is it from his portfolio that makes you think he can handle Thor Ragnarok? I want to see what he as a composer will do with a movie of this magnitude. Did you not see and hear? Oh, I already forgot the name of it. Uh, The vampire movie. Oh, the vampire movie, that one. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's only one. Yeah, there's only one vampire movie. Yes, I I did. And he had some really funny comments about that, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, But I don't... Well, Rob Roy, that's the closest I can get. But that's not very Ragnarok. No, but 
Okay, Carter Burwell is a very sparse minimalist composer. Right. right. And how does Thor that connect to Ragnarok? Huge and ostentatious. I think you know going against type would be very interesting. Maybe for a thesis <laughs> that you're writing. Let Chris Hemsworth's abs speak for themselves. <laughs> I think he'd write a theme for them. <laughs> I have already written a theme for them. <laughs> and he can play it whenever he's clothed, so you just know that they're there. But you can't see them. That's, but... that's the sad morning theme. <laughs> Jeez. Oh... Uh... I, I can't go with you on that one. Uh, I, I can't. I, uh, the abs nor the Carter Burwell. <laughs> I just, I just, I just want him to have his chance again. But has it? Oh, I see. In the world, why does it have to be Thor? Because it was Thor before. Oh, okay. Well, this is poetic. I guess. If if he was on the on that score, it really would be Ragnarok, <laughs> the event, not the thing the person okay let's move on to black panther november of 2017 just a few months after thor ragnarok whatever happens there we're introducing a whole new character um wendell what do you think about black panther um i'd rather have black widow um <laughs> <laughs> panther or widow you can't have both <laughs> no i'm uh I'm well. It's great to have a, a black lead actor in the in the Marvel universe, and I am not really very familiar with Black Panther at all. Um, so I don't really have any expectations for it. Um, I mean, that might serve me well if it's a great film, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, I think because well, knowing from what from what little I know of the film. Um, I think that Michael Giacchino would be a good fit here, um, both as a choice for directors and, and, and my my choice as, as composer. Um, but, I mean, he's certainly no strangers to the jungle, so he's definitely got that going for him. And really, uh, I just want to see um, Giacchino in this uh, universe and, and hear what he has to uh, has to go for it. Um, yeah, I, I'm. What? One would think that he's some at some point would get a shot, you know. I mean, he's heavily connected to Disney and Pixar and all of that. You would think somewhere, yeah, exactly, he would slide That's in. Very true. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah, interesting choice. Um, Richard, what about you? Um, well, I looked on Wikipedia to see who he was, and it had a picture mm-hmm. of him. It looked like he was in the jungle fighting an alligator. So. I thought of James Newton Howard. <laughs> oh, I good, see. Good choice. Okay. But no, because he's quite good percussion associated yeah. that with the jungle scenario um, setting. So, right. yeah, why not? Okay. And for the one I said I wanted, I figured Trevor Jones because he doesn't do anything these days. It's true. He's very good. It's true. It's very true. That's a really good call. I like that. That, that would be definitely out of the box thinking um i personally don't know how to feel about this you know being half african-american i feel like i should be like fist in the air and yeah we got our hero 
but I don't feel that way about this particular character because whenever I see him he's wearing a black panther outfit <laughs> and it's just like it's just a little on the no everything's just on the nose I mean I know that's who he is and I know this his story but it just it's it feels like oh we have to do this just like we have to well they didn't I guess that will come in another movie coming up we're going to talk about but it feels like and I know is he a major part of the Avengers in any in any uh, iteration of the Marvel Universe comic book-wise? Yes. He is. Okay. So they're not forcing it. And it also comes directly out of the Civil War storyline. Okay. All right. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. It, it just always felt the way whenever I heard it talked about it, it was just like, no, don't force it if it's not there organically. Um, so maybe I feel a little bit better about it. Um, I don't know if I'm excited is when you watch that video of the announcement, people really got excited when they announced that one. I was like, wow, there's something good in there that I don't know about. Um, but I don't know who in the world would be the right person to score. I would say like John Powell, if he would do such a thing, but I don't think he would. Um, I have no idea who, who would make the most sense for this. James Wittenhauer, that's a good call. But I would love to see A.R. Rahman get in there somewhere. I think he could do something exotic, but yet still West, but still appealing to the Western ear. Uh, Bear McCreary, I mean, he, he certainly can handle the superhero genre, and the man has drums falling off of everything that he does. Um, so all those themes seem, seem to make, uh, those two make good sense to me. Uh, Michael Giacchino, Giacchino, as was mentioned, and then Thomas... Uh, Cantalinen, I hope I pronounced his name right. On the strength of his score for A Legend of Hercules. That was a pretty good score. Uh, didn't get any attention at the beginning of this year. Uh, but he's a really fantastic composer. Um, and he, he, did a, he did a fair to very good job on Legend of Hercules. Did anyone listen to that this year? Early January, I think it was? Yeah, I was impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good score. Um, and... If you haven't, I recommend checking it out. Um, so, yeah, that's who, who I would like to see, potentially, maybe. Um, David, what about you, Black Panther? Well, uh, I think this is a high-risk, high-reward um, property. Um, the demographics, at least within the West, of the, the sort of the, the Marvel franchise are very white. Um, so the potential for this going very wrong uh, has, has got to be acknowledged, and I think they're probably going to do some damage control uh, around mm. that. Um, and uh, I mean, you have you have that, plus you have the character who is just prior to to Black Black Panther, uh, Black Power um, uh, movements, and is very much at. I mean, like. I could see this going a lot of different ways. I could see this going, um, since there's a coming to America quality to this, I could see this mm-hmm. going referencing um, sort of Fight the Power and um, uh, and sort of Spike Lee 1980s movies or New Jack City. I could see black exploitation being mm-hmm. a strong influence here. Um, or I could see something very, very current um, and them sort of leveraging the, the soundtrack 
um, sales uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy and trying to get uh, oh. another revenue stream there too. So I think gotcha. this could go the whole mixtape route. Interesting. But if I had to choose composers, um, I since the 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 new reboot uh, of this uh, again, according to Wikipedia, um, you're not the only one who uses uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, one of the influences is uh, supposed to be Spike Lee, and I am given to understand that Terrence Blanchard uh, is. Uh-huh not only done a lot of opera and uh, sort of classical music and jazz, but has also done an enormous number of um, works for Spike Lee uh, as a film mm-hmm. composer. Yes. Alternatively, this would be a major get, I'm sure, um, but Jay-Z. I mean, uh, you have Great Gatsby. Um, <laughs> maybe he wants to become a composer now, and that would, that would win some headlines. So those it are my definitely two would. Very interesting choices indeed. Um, wow, that would be pretty mind blowing. Uh, Kristen, what about you? Your thoughts on Black Panther? Oh, Black Panther is a really strong, um, very principled character. Um, so I have been, I, I would really look forward to this. He's, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> He has, a, he has a lot of resources, and he's very principled. Uh-huh. That's that's who he is. Um, right. And I'm, I'm kind of stumped on a composer who can do this. And you can see in the rundown they put down Ramin Javadi because yeah, haha, ha, yeah. Except <laughs> I don't I don't want him to go the the rock, you know, guitars and stuff that's his route. Thing. No, I. You know, oh, he, you want I, I want the, I want, I want the way, drums directly? and the Game of Thrones and, you know, that, that okay. Ramin Javadi. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. yeah. Uh, also, uh, I I would kind of like to see Stephen Price do another Marvel movie. I have not heard Ant-Man, obviously, because nobody has. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I, I really think he can, um, he can take. Uh, I guess this would be considered some of the one of the more obscure movies. But he wasn't one of the more obscure characters in Marvel, so I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a scary proposition. After Fury, I'm like, I don't know about you, dude. Huh. I'm, I don't know about you. Uh, I have not had the chance to listen to it yet. So. Oh, you haven't? Oh. Okay. Well, yeah, you should listen I'm, to uh, that. I'm going off Attack the Block and World's End. And I like those. Fury wasn't so yeah. bad. I mean, it sounds uh, like rejected music from reality, but still. Uh, yeah, it, it the, the, yeah, it, I guess it's the, it's the, it, the use of it with that film it was it's it's so in your face it's just like wow i mean there's no subtlety at all and i was really taken aback by that and i i don't really like it that much um so yeah that could be crazy if he (laughs) if he did uh this i'd forgotten that he would he's for certain on ant-man um, he was, and he's still listed under the assignments, which I'm now he side-eyeing. Was, um, he, he was when he when Edgar Wright was on it? He was. After? He was attached when Edgar Wright was on it. And I've uh-huh. heard, you know, 
really conflicting. I've heard he walked. I've heard he's still on it. He's still on the assignments page, but now okay. I don't think that's accurate. So I don't know who to trust. It's like crazy land. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting how Marvel's not doing much with that film. I mean, they're obviously they're pumping Avengers two, and now all of this, but. They're like, yeah, Ant Man, go see it when you like. I mean, they're they're not doing much with that, which is kind of weird to me. Um, What's really weird is it used to be the beginning of Phase Three, but now it's being listed as the end of end of Phase, phase Two. two. Yeah. So, yes, I don't know. What yeah, I noticed that today too. Um, yeah, fun checking wiki. They've demoted it. <laughs> They've demo. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I- I'm concerned about that film. That could be the one that, e- that everyone's waiting for. The one <laughs> the that one. breaks the streak. <laughs> it-, it could be. The- I was very excited about it with Edgar Wright on it and this casting and everything. Yeah. But now I'm hearing that Paul Rudd is helping to rewrite it, and I'm like, wait, hold on a minute. Yeah. Let's 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 um stay in our lane, shall we? And that's going to do it for this episode, episode 76 of the Soundcast. But don't fret. I know you're freaking out because we just cliffhangered you because we've only gone halfway through uh, Marvel Phase 3. We are going to tackle the rest of Marvel Phase 3 and our own Phase 2 of Phase 3. Are you getting phased yet? Uh, Which will include Captain Marvel, Inhumans, Avengers Infinity Infinity War Parts 1 and 2 in our next episode. I do want to thank Kristen Romanelli, Richard Buxton, Wendell Jones, and David Conchemba for joining us on the show. If you want to contact them, you can do so very easily. Kristen is at KB for now on Twitter. Richard Buxton is at Monkey Butlerman. And Wendell Jones is at Sideshow Sound on Twitter. If you want to contact David Kachemba by Twitter, you're out of luck because he's not on the social medias. If you want to get a hold of him, of course, you can do so via Kristen Romanelli at KB for now. You can follow me, Christopher Coleman, your host and producer at C. Coleman. And of course, if you want to follow for all the Track Sounds goodies that are available, you can do so at Track Sounds as well on Twitter. We're on Facebook uh, as well and YouTube. Very easy to find us. Uh, if you're listening for the first time and you want more of this kind of thing, you can subscribe at uh, Stitcher Radio or on iTunes or on TuneIn Radio. If you do subscribe or you are c- currently a subscriber, do le- leave us a rating there. Leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you're thinking about the show and it helps us to know that and it helps to propagate the show to more people and we appreciate that. Uh, so, um, until our next episode coming in about a week, we don't leave you hanging for a year or even a month. Well, we kind of have recently. Uh, it's a little bit longer between episodes and normal, but this one will be coming much sooner. We're going to complete this discussion of Marvel's Phase 3 films, specifically the film music. Till then, we want to say, may the notes be with you. <laughs>